Well, hello everyone, Coach Megan here, and welcome to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast, and welcome live inside of Pageant Winter Secrets. For those of you guys who are listening to the video version, watching the video version, and listening to the audio. So for those of you guys who are inside of our amazing free Pageant Winter Secrets group on Facebook, which by the way, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pageant winner. If you want to join for free, we let about 10 women in per week. So I usually do that on Mondays. And so if you are not part of the group or you are in the purgatory of waiting room, of the waiting room, then wait till the next Monday and we will let you in. You'll probably get a welcome message from me and we can connect and see more of what your pageant goals are. Um, But welcome, welcome for all of you who are listening over audio. We have had a huge influx of new listeners, which I'm so excited about. And today, if you guys are watching, you see that I am totally makeup free with like five day old hair here on a Monday um, in my home office. And I just really wanted to get down to business to talking about um, what happens when the new year, new me glow kind of wears off. You know, it's January almost 18th when this comes out and we've had a couple weeks of the new year so far. And I think this is the perfect time to talk about we high achievers after we kind of um, are coming off of the dopamine hit as well as serotonin and all the other feel-good chemicals. Um, When those are kind of dipping and the newness of the shiny car, the new thing wears off, um, and we realize that it's really time to get to work, it's time to get down to business. Like, what do we do? How do we manage our emotions? How do we handle maybe relationships changing, which oftentimes change during this time? How do we handle like Valentine's Day coming up if we're single, if we aren't single and we feel the pressure of needing to impress somebody? Landon and I are so hilarious. Last year, um, we started dating on February 1st. That's our chosen anniversary. We really started dating in like December or January, but we chose our anniversary to be February 1st. And um, I remember it was so awkward because on February 14th for Valentine's Day, we were like, hi, I barely know you. And I feel obligated that we have to have this big Valentine's Day. And it's just so crazy um, to see us a year later of what all has happened. So a lot can happen in a year. But I do think that it's really important to talk about, um, like I said, kind of the downward trajectory of the middle of a month, um, as well as just when you're, whenever you're coming off of a high, maybe you just won your local pageant. Um, you know, we had a winner, um, in our, uh, ecosystem last night. And, um, I can guarantee you that your mindset's going to be awesome for about two to three days. And then after that, you are going to get riddled with the to-do list going on, the never-ending chatter, the anxiety, the pressure, the self-induced pressure that goes on in your own mind. And so I think it's really important to talk about. And so, um, you know, I'll just give you a little recap of my own life. So I talked about this last week with y'all and now I can confirm. So Landon and I closed on our house last week. We don't get to take possession still for yet a couple days. The family's moving out. But um, just in the last like since January. Okay. So I'm planning a wedding for 400 people. I bought a house. I'm running a company. We have a new launch coming out in a couple weeks. Um, we're working on a brand new product that the scope of it is bigger than anything Allie and I have ever done in our lives. Um, there's just a lot of change going on. And on top of that, um, like I said, planning, planning the wedding and just dealing with a million different people, still like spending time with family, holidays, um, and then trying to navigate like your mental health and your spiritual health and having friends, you know, hanging out, like making sure that your cup is getting filled for how much life just requires of you and how 
oftentimes um, how much life require the, the requirement of our lives that we put on ourselves, maybe not even that life necessarily um, is asking of us, but that we are asking ourselves um, individually, like we're setting that pace ourselves. And I know that I'm a huge culprit of this because I like to do 5 million things all the time. And especially with my personality type. So, um, with each Enneagram type, you have a core desire, core longing and core weakness. And so for an eight, we desire control at all times. And my, I have a very, very loud seven wing and I've actually been studying, um, tri types, which is basically your connection of three different numbers that you really embody. And mine is an eight, seven, three. So I have that achiever on top of it that just wants to drive 200 miles an hour all the time. And this is really validating as I was um, kind of studying this this past week, and I've just entry level been studying this. Um, so you'll probably see a podcast on it very soon, soon being the next two months, maybe, because we already have like the next four months podcast plan through pageant season. Um, but it was really validating just to hear that, like, you know, I really was made to be like a maverick and maybe, and you all have your type that you were made to be. And, um, sometimes we just naturally get into the basement of that personality type, which what I mean by that is just stress overwhelms you, um, anxiety and pressure and fear. And these different things come when you have an overwhelming life experience. And oftentimes we as high achievers don't handle it well. Um, we as Americans don't handle it well. You know, two of my best friends who are in my wedding, um, are from different countries, one from Nigeria, one from Cameroon. And, it's just so cool. And then my sister-in-law from Brazil, and she's got back from Brazil as well. And it's just so interesting um, to even hear their perceptions of readjusting to American life when they come back, because the the pace, the culture, the food, I mean, everything is just so different. I remember when I came back from Haiti, which Haiti, Haiti is an extreme scenario, obviously being a third world country, or what some call a fifth world country, because it's so bad. Um, that I just sat in a room for like three or four days after when I came back to America, cause I had such culture shock. I just couldn't readjust to the speed. Um, you know, sometimes Landon and I <laughs> go out to the farm to his parents and, uh, I talk about, I'm like, Hey, we should just stay with your sister for a couple days because I think everybody needs a reset, um, every once in a while. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today is how you can, navigate the the natural ebbs and flows of your energy, the natural ebbs and flows of just like life and what it requires of you, as well as how you can get yourself back on the wagon and then also manage like what fills your cup and also giving yourself the grace um, when you just need to like stop. Now, this is where I want to start. So this happens to me like probably once a week where I will be behind schedule of my own accord, of my own perception of where I think that I should be. Okay, maybe I didn't get a good enough sleep, night of sleep last night, so I woke up 30 minutes past where I wanted to, and then I immediately feel behind, I get anxiety, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I'm a rabbit chasing its tail the rest of the day. And it's really hard for me to slow down when I'm in that mode. Um, oftentimes what I actually have to do is have a massive pattern disrupt and I'll go to the gym, change my location or have like a deep time of prayer meditation or I'll dance around my house and put on praise music. Um, so number one, when you're kind of feeling like you are just overwhelmed with stress, you're at an impasse where there is a discrepancy between what you feel like you need to be doing or should be doing and what you're actually doing, um, invite a pattern disrupt into your day. 
This could be calling a friend and going for a walk. This could be taking a bath for 20 minutes and relaxing. This could be reading. Um, this could be, like I said, going to the gym. Or this could be just tackling um, a really big task that would feel awesome for you to get done. Something that can shift your brain from what state it's currently in to a different state. And we do that with two two ways, either psychologically or physiology, physiologically. Um, you either have to move your body or move your mind, basically, to change your state, which we talk a lot about in Interview Mastery Academy. So that's number one. Um, a couple things too. So number two um, is managing your level of dopamine. So in a, without going too nerdy into this, I've been studying this very entry level and we have a dopamine problem in our society. And I have actually been really noticing this within myself. When I get into stressful seasons, I lean into this hardcore. This is my seven wing. So um, going back to kind of rounding out the point that I was saying earlier. So as an eight, um, I'm in the gut triad. And then the seven is in the heart triad. And the three of the tri-type is in the head triad. But I lead as a gut person. So like I said, each type has a desire, motivation, weakness, as well as what they call like the deadly sin. Um, and an eight for an eight, it's lust for a seven, it's gluttony. So that combination. And then three is like that they have to achieve everything always. And they can't ever like relax. So those three things make a lot of sense for me. And a lot of pageant girls fall into those types, twos, threes, sevens, and eights are probably the most most prevalent pageant competitors, I would say. Um, secondarily, it would be like fours, um, probably. But anyways, so all that to say, I have to get better. I'm working to get better at managing when instead of doing what I need to do for my actual self, when I'm unhealthy or when I'm stressed or having an overwhelming experience, I will naturally be inclined to anything that is more, more work, more food, more time spent with family, more time and attention from Landon, more, 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 because the eight experiences lust, the seven experiences gluttony, which is excess and an overflow of more, more, more. And so what I do is I take that information and instead of like being unaware of it and just keeping doing it, or instead of condemning myself, it's a really good red flag to know when I need to slow down. And I might need to go to therapy. I might need to take a day of free screen time. I might need to go spend time with family. I might need to go like hardcore meditate or pray for like 20 to 30 minutes, seriously. And oftentimes um, we try and fill this with more, 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 more. But really what we need to do is go back to the basics. So even if you're not a seven, you're not an eight, I encourage you to look up for your Enneagram type. What is your the yin to your yang, um, the yin being the positive and what's the yang of like, what do you do when you're stressed out, when you're overwhelmed, pertinent to your type. And then when you can catch yourself in the act of that, it's one of the most empowering things in the world because then you have the ability to make a change. And when we feel like we can make a change and we feel like we can get back into control, it changes everything, right? If you can do one big action pattern disrupt to recognize that you're like, oh, if I'm manifesting gluttony and lust of some kind, if I just want more, 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 if I'm afraid to be alone, if, I, if I'm freaking out, if it makes me anxious to think about resting, that's a red flag. There's nothing wrong with you, but you need to go back to the basics. And so what are the basics? Rest, water, 
family time, knowing your love languages of what fills your cup, meditation, things that make you slow down on purpose, things that make you reflect, things that make you actually identify the emotion that's causing you to operate in this negative cycle is one of the most empowering things that you can ever do. Okay. And that is, I don't even know what number we're on anymore, maybe number three, but that's how you get back on the wagon. Getting back on the wagon is not you know, yelling at yourself in the mirror necessarily and saying, you got, you got this, you can do it. I mean, maybe it is, that doesn't work for me. Um, really getting back on the wagon starts by acknowledging the correct problem, right? If you have a vitamin deficiency, the only thing that's going to fix that is the right vitamin, not just a vitamin, not just a mineral, not just a, you know, whatever it has to be the specific thing. It, it just like, you know, we just bought a house it has to be the right kind of key to open the right kind of lock for the right kind of house, right? Not just because I have a key doesn't mean it's going to open everyone's door. It's going to open the door that I have ownership to, and I have the ability to open and shut and control. Okay. So I really want to leave you guys with that today, just to encourage you to get back on the wagon by being able to slow down and acknowledge what's going on. If that makes you really uncomfortable, then I encourage you to, you know, tag a buddy in, tag a coach. Allie and I are here to help you guys tag a mental health therapist, whatever you feel like you need. It's really, really important to not do life alone. You need a team, you need a support system. And if you're looking to achieve at the highest level, um, you know, yes, some people do it on their own. That's the outlier, but that's certainly not the norm. And you know what? It's way more fun to do life together. You are not called to be alone. You're not created to live alone. You're not created to have to fight these battles that are very real battles and things that are just, you're going on right without the right tools in your toolbox. And that's the last thing that I'll leave you with is people are oftentimes the right tools in your toolbox. And, and when you surround yourself with other people who have more knowledge than you do, who have expertise in different areas than you do, it completes the puzzle, right? We need every color of the rainbow. We need every piece of the puzzle. We need an arm just as much as we need a leg, right? If an arm tried to be, be a leg and a leg tried to be an arm, they'd frustrate themselves because they were operating outside of their God-given gifts and they'd be dissenting and discouraging themselves and condemning themselves for something that wasn't even the shape, if you will, that they were called to be, which makes no sense. So we need the right tools in our toolbox to be successful. You need a hammer, you need a wrench, you need a saw, you know, you need all these different things to build the proper house, but it has to start with the foundation. So people, um, water, rest, sleep, um, meditation, journaling, really working on that self-discovery and that relationship between you and your emotions. And then I, I can't encourage this enough. I'm really going to try and do this on Sundays now, but um, I actually left my phone at home accidentally at church um, when I went to church this past Sunday. And I had like a little, ugh, you know, for like a second, I was with Landon, he had his phone, you know, it's fine, whatever. But I, I was away from my phone for three or four hours. And you know what? Like I subconsciously was such a happier person because I just felt like I could actually unplug for like 10 seconds. So I don't know what you need to do. Maybe it's just starting with a couple hours. Maybe it's you shut it off after 8 p.m. and you have two full hours of no screen time before you go to bed. I know that that seems crazy. I know that it seems scary, but try it. Try leaving your phone at home and just see what happens. Um, to, or to take a day and go screen free or social media free. And I promise you that it will give you the energy focus. It will give you the energy um, that's not spent going back to that 
hit of social media um they've done so many studies in the brain that even social media can give you the same kind of dopamine hit that looking at even inappropriate material can like it's bad for the brain because then when life is just normal and that should be producing immense amounts of joy just by the fact that you're living and your lungs work and you have a beautiful sky outside and these different things um our brain treats that like it's nothing and we we overlook all the beauty and the wonder that should be filling our soul and should be making us have joy you know every single day so by weaning yourself off of that constant dopamine hit um you know reading a book rather than listening to the audio just in little increments i still listen to podcasts i still obviously i want you to listen to our podcast you know training videos all these different things but i'm just talking about make sure that you have a place where in addition to all those things that you're doing, you also have the ability to get alone. You have the ability to slow down. Um, you have the ability to meditate. You have the ability and the self-control to be able to say, I'm not watching TV tonight, just one day a week. And just, I, I encourage you to watch how it increases your productivity, how it helps you to get back on track with those goals that we're talking about, to have newfound energy and newfound focus too. Honestly, if your mind is clanging like a symbol all the time because of how busy you are, how in the world are you supposed to be able to listen to your head and your heart and the Holy Spirit telling you what to do? So many people say, I don't have direction. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I don't have a plan. I'm freaking out. I I don't have you know that direction. And I'm like, well, when are you listening? Like you're rushing from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and so jam-packing your life when do you think that you would have heard from God? When do you think that you would have received that direction in the first place? That doesn't make any sense, right? We have to slow down. We have to detach. We have to go back to our roots and fill ourselves, mind, body, spirit, with what we were created to have, to be filled up with. And I promise you that it will help you to get back on track for all of your New Year's resolutions, all your goals in the future, and everything that you want to see from yourself out of life. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching this week, you guys. And I will see you next week. Hey, Coach Megan here. Do you want to join the number one place where pageant winners are sharing all their secrets? Then join our free Facebook group now. Inside, we'll teach you how to win your pageant interview, dominate your on-stage question, and master that pesky mindset too. It's all inside of our free Facebook group. So grab those trainings now. Just click the link below in our show notes, and we can't wait to see you there.